TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And good morning and welcome once again to Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM, the heart and soul of Pittsburgh, and TubeCityOnline.com. Well, the fall weather has definitely arrived, and with fall weather, the Halloween uh, spirit is in the air, along with a little bit of a chill in the air. And some folks who will be bringing a little bit more of the Halloween spirit, along with a little bit of education to the Mon Valley area, are at the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center, where they are going to have a living history tour of McKeesport Versailles Cemetery. On the line with us right now are Michelle Wardle, the Executive Director of the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Jason. And also on the line with us is Marianne Macbeth. Good morning. Good morning, Jason. Michelle, first of all, tell us what is this Living History uh, Tour, which is the 24th and 25th. That's a Saturday and Sunday, correct? Yes, it is. Um, what we are doing is we are bringing 10 historical figures who are buried at the McKeesport for Sale Cemetery to life. Well, that's a little scary. Now, I, is this like The Walking Dead? or uh, No, no zombies. We're not bringing them back from the grave. Oh, okay. okay. And back from some point within their lives. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I try to tie this into Hall- Halloween, but it's not scary. It's not scary. No, it's family friendly. Okay. So go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. Um, no, we're just, uh, we have 10 people that we picked out from the old part of the cemetery, and people can walk around and stop to hear the, their stories. And who are, who are the 10 people? So we have Hiram Edmondson, who was the first murder who was covered in the McKeesport Daily News back in 1884. Okay. We have Elizabeth, Elizabeth Van Kirk, whose headstone identifies her as a suffragette. Okay. We have Helen Ritchie, who was best known as being the first female commercial airline pilot. George McClure, whose name is tied to Dead Man's Hollow lore. We have George Washington Simmons, who was McKeesport's first African-American police officer. William Sample, who was a Civil War soldier, and he was one of the four men who carried President Lincoln from Ford's Theater after he was shot. Sure, and we've talked about that on this program before, I believe. Go ahead. Yes, we did. Um, John McKee, obviously, one of the founders of McKeesport, the founder of McKeesport. Edwin Crawford, who was the president of the McKeesport Tim Plate Company. Samuel Welser, who was a clown in the early 1800s. And Franklin Phillips, who was a Congressional Medal of Honor winner. Okay. Um, and, and are there certain times that this uh, program is being held? So it's happening each day from noon to four. Um, it's basically you go at your own pace through the cemetery, stopping at the different figures, historical figures on the way. And um, the walking is at your pace. And about every 15 minutes, the actors will share their stories. So you do need to, to be able to, um, you need to be somewhat mobile, right? Yes, you do. Um, if there's anybody who's interested in the program and they're not fully mobile, we are repeating it here at the Heritage Center on the 31st in more of a theater format. Okay. So someone who is a little bit mobility challenged, maybe they're, they're using a wheelchair or a walker or, or they're recovering from something, um, the October 31st, they can see the same program in a seated format. Exactly. Okay, so October 24th and 25th from noon until 4, that is at the McKeesport Versailles Cemetery. Uh, There is a cover charge, I believe, a donation? Yes, it's actually a ticketed event, so it's $10 for adults and it's $5 for kids between the ages of 6 and 16. Okay, is there a a number people can call for more information? Absolutely, 412-678-1832. How about a website? www.mckeesportheritage.org. 
Okay. Marianne Macbeth and uh, Michelle Wardle are our guests this morning on Radio 81-1550-WZUM and TubeCityOnline.com. We're talking about a living history tour of McKeesport and Versailles Cemetery, which is coming up on October 24th and 25th. If you missed the phone number or the website, we will give it out again later on in the program. So have a uh, pencil and paper ready. Um, how were these particular 10 people selected, Michelle? Well, quite honestly, John Barna, who's our board president, and he knows quite a bit about McKeesport's history. He and I were walking around the cemetery looking at stones. He was telling me about some of their stories, and between the two of us, we picked 10 names. Was it hard to keep it to just 10? It was, so we're kind of hoping that this program goes well and we'll be able to repeat it in future years and maybe add some new people. Was it hard to find information about any of the people? Edwin Crawford, um, as you mentioned, was president and, and I believe one of the founders of the McKeesport Tin Plate Company, and he was kind of a larger-than-life figure, um, both, I think, in politics. I think his brother was mayor of Duquesne at one time, um, so both in politics and in industry. So I'm assuming there was probably a lot available about Edwin Crawford, but I'm, I'm wondering about some of the other folks. Well, for some of them, we did have a lot of material already available about them. For others, like Samuel Welser, who was the clown in the early 1800s, um, we had to do some digging for him. Another one was Elizabeth Van Kirk. We even reached out to the Washington County Historical Society for information on her, because she was originally from Washington County. Yeah, there's a Van, there's a Van Kirk area of Carroll Township down in the Mon Valley, I believe. Well, that's um, news to me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. So I'm wondering if that's the same Van Kirk family. Um, but, yeah, there's a town or, or a village of, of Van Kirk, I think, outside of uh, Monongahela or Donora, if that's the part of Washington County she was from. Well, she was from Washington County. Her husband, Herbert Van Kirk, was a McKees Porter. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I probably have, have, have confused people now. Um, <laughs> so you were able to, to dig up some information, though, no pun intended? Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, Marianne, you are the scriptwriter on this project. One of them, yes, I am. Okay, how, how many uh, folks worked on the scripts? There were two of us, uh, okay. and w we split the number just about down the middle. Who was the, who would give credit to your other person? Who was the other person that helped on this? Amanda Keys. Okay, and, and have you written scripts before? <laughs> well, I did the one for the Civil War program that we had here uh, a year and a half or so ago. Okay. okay. Uh, I taught writing. That was my, my career, but not this kind of writing, not creative writing, not dramatic writing. So this was very interesting for me to do. I actually, I probably shouldn't say this in front of Michelle, I actually enjoyed it very much. Uh-oh. And got into the characters. Yeah, she's going to want you to do more of these then. Well. <laughs> Mar <laughs> Michelle, what have you, what did you learn about um, these personalities that you selected? What's the, what, who's the most interesting one, or who's the one that, that maybe you would like to meet? i got to say, that not necessarily that I'd want to meet him, but Hiram Edmondson had one of the most dramatic stories. His, so he was the first murder? He was the first murder written about in the Daily News, and the circumstances around his death are very suspicious. Okay, uh, uh, Mary Ann, tell us about Hiram Edmondson. Well, I'll tell you what I'll tell you about him. <laughs> his dramatic monologue begins this way. Rest in peace. Huh. I think not. Ooh. Yes. So what we did with the, with both him and the other characters was dual information. Mm -hmm. But what we've done is take them and place them into one of their situations and make reasonable inferences of how they might have responded okay. uh, to situations. And Hiram Edmondson is responding to his murder, if that's what it turns out to have been. How old, how old was Hiram when he died? Um, in his 40s. Okay. And, and did he grow up in the McKeesport area? Was he an immigrant? What, he what? did. No, he grew up here. He was, uh, 
He was in the coal business. Okay. And, in fact, the last night he was seen walking above the ground, he was going around and collecting uh, money that people owed him for buying his coal, and it all went downhill from there. I strongly suggest people come and learn about poor old Hiram. So so did, was Hiram's body recovered? Many times. <laughs> Many times? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Are I, you going to come to our presentation? I guess I'm going to have to. Now I'm really curious. I so, guess you are so, going and, to and have to because... You're saying that the circumstances are somewhat suspicious whether or not he was murdered. He disappeared for six months? Well, he did disappear for six months. Okay. And then, shall we say, no pun intended, he resurfaced. Uh, the plot thickens. We're going to take a quick break here, and we'll talk about some more of the personalities that you can find out about on the Living History Tour of the McKeesport for Sale Cemetery, October 24th and 25th from noon until 4 p.m. Uh, it is a ticketed event. The cost is $10 for adults, $5 for children ages 6 to 16. For more information, 412-678-1832 or visit McKeesportHeritage.org. When we come back, let's let's talk about some of these other uh, people who maybe met uh, more peaceful demises, okay? Okay. Stay tuned. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation. Since 1976, the foundation has addressed key concerns that affect our good health, as well as our education, social needs, recreation, safety, and security. The foundation partners with UPMC McKeesport and other agencies to eliminate barriers to all services for all residents of the Mon Valley. Visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, call us at 412-614-9659 or email tubecitytiger at gmail.com. And we're back here on Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM and com. Our guests this morning are Marianne McBeth. She is a writer. And Michelle Wardle, she is executive director of the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center. They're presenting a living history tour of McKeesport and Versailles Cemetery October 24th and 25th from noon until 4 p.m. That's a Saturday and Sunday. It is $10 for adults and $5 uh, for children and young adults ages 6 to 16. For more information, 412 678 1832 or McKeesport uh, Michelle, let me ask you this. We, we, I mentioned earlier on that this is not intended to be morbid. Um, it's not a scary thing or a spooky thing, but it is kind of uh, appropriate to the season. Is that right? True. Okay, so h- how does this sort of tie into to Halloween? Um, well, it's a loose connection to Halloween. Okay. The fact that it is set in a cemetery at the Halloween season is probably the only real connection. We did. Um, have a couple of suspicious deaths that we talk about mm-hmm. with some of the characters, some other side of it more peacefully. Um, but it's just to, it's, it's truly a history program. You're there to learn the lives of these 10 people. What, what's, can you describe a little bit about the, the McKeesport and Versailles Cemetery, about what it looks like and, and where it is? Absolutely. Um, it's off of, well, it's between Fifth Avenue and Versailles Avenue. It runs the whole stretch. Um, it's down by the hospital. We are focusing primarily on the old part of the cemetery so that we can block off roads, uh-huh. control access so that we don't have people driving through while we have our visitors walking between the different grave sites. Sure. And in the old part of the cemetery, it's really beautiful. They have some a lot of obelisks and large monuments with very 
graphic um, imagery. Well, the graphic might be the wrong word. It's very, very ornate. Ornate. Yes, yeah. thank you. Um, and it's, it's a very peaceful place to just walk around on a normal day. And now we are giving you a reason to come out and see it. Had you walked, you being a historian, um, uh, both in McKeesport and in your previous career over in Ohio, um, I'm assuming you've you've spent other time uh, walking through cemeteries doing research before. I have. Um, you don't necessarily do much of the research in the cemetery, but one of my first jobs in um, in college was to actually go through the cemetery of the church that I grew up in, recording the information on headstones. So I have this love of old cemeteries, what can I say? <laughs> and, and, and do people find that unusual? Again, that it's so peaceful and, and, and beautiful there and, and this, this, you know, it's called a resting place after all. It's true. Okay. Um, so there's nothing about this that is, that is intended to be either morbid or um, in bad taste. No, no. And every script is family friendly. Every presenter will be very, um, it's very G-rated. Uh, Marianne, um, people, the, the actors portraying these folks, uh, they will all be in costumes? Yes. What kind of research did you have to do to come up with the, uh, the appropriate costumes for folks? Well, actually, what all we needed to do was look at the time in history. Okay. Uh, for example, um, in, uh, uh, Elizabeth Zankirk. Okay. She was like the 1900s. Helen Ritchie was an aviatrix. There are a lot of pictures of Helen Ritchie, I would assume. Right, there are. So what we did was pretty much uh, stick to the time in history that it was going on, and, and their clothing is appropriate to that time. And and what? Um, where did you find then the actual costuming materials, or is that something that the actors themselves are, are having to come up with? We're working with the actors on that. If there's a piece or two that they need, we're going to provide it for them. Okay. Who, who will have the most unusual... Con is it John McKee or David McKee who we're going to see at this event? It's John McKee. And, and, and what would the costume of, I guess, the 1760s or 1770s, what would that look like then? Well, so the sad thing is, for most of the men, it's just a suit. <laughs> but but they weren't wearing they weren't wearing uh, modern type suits in, in 1700-something. Not modern so suits, but it's not that different. A jacket and pants is okay. pretty consistent throughout the decades. They won't be dressed like, like Davy Crockett or Daniel Boone was in the movies, huh? No, we don't have any of that sort of Western explorer. Oh, doggone it. We're talking about a living history tour that's going to be at McKeesport for Sale Cemetery October 24th and 25th from noon until 4 p.m. There is a donation of $10 for adults and $5 for children ages 6 to 16. You said it's ticketed. Do they need tickets in advance or...? No, they can buy it at the event. Okay. Uh, for more information, 412-678-1832 or mckeesportheritage.org. It is a walking tour through the cemetery, so if you have limited mobility or you want to bring someone with you who maybe uh, has trouble walking, there will be a seated version of the same program on October 31st at 2 o'clock at the Heritage Center there in Renzi Park, uh, 1832 Arboretum Drive. Uh, Marianne, let's talk about some of the other uh, characters. Let's talk about... Uh, uh, the McKee family and, and, and the founders of, of McKee Sport. How, when did they arrive in this area? I believe it was the 1750-1760 era, so uh, yeah. pre-American Revolution or, or right around that time. What, what was the family yeah, like? Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, they were involved with... Uh, are you familiar with Matt Anthony Wayne? I'm familiar with, yes, a little bit. Okay. Well, they were involved with Matt Anthony Wayne. In fact, that's one of the ways that the family money was lost because... Uh, they were backing Matt Anthony Wayne in a battle that he lost, and the, the backing didn't come through, and they refused to accept colonial money as repayment. Oh. And so they had to give up not only all their gold, 
but their house was sold, their their farm was sold, their cattle, their sheep, everything was sold to pay that. So they go all the way back to Mad Anthony Wayne. And they go from, from riches to rags, so to speak, there. Yes, they do. Well, let's let's say this. Riches to rags to riches to rags. Oh, there's two different fortunes well, made and lost. circularity going on there, yes. Now, let me ask you something that might be a bit of a sensitive topic, but uh, a few years ago when they built the new elementary school in McKeesport, there was originally a, a move afoot to name it after John McKee, uh, and then it, it, people came to realize that he had been a slaveholder. Um, do, we, do you address that at all in, in the talk? No. Okay. Okay. I was just I was just wondering because I remember that being a, a big news story at the it, time. It, it was, and uh, I suppose it was it was settled to everyone's satisfaction. But you know, it was anything historical. You have to look at the time and and what was going on. And certainly the McKees weren't the only ones who owned slaves in this area. I, I think it may have been surprising for people to realize that people in the north had, had owned slaves too. I think maybe that was what the the surprise was for for people when that story came out. Well, that that very well may have been. They just didn't own slaves in the great number that the uh, South did. did. Yeah, um, Elizabeth Sinclair. Who was she? Well, she was actually a debutante down in Washington, PA. Oh, okay. And she met Doctor Van Kirk, and just fell madly in love with him. And after a whirlwind romance, they married, and. She came to McKeesport to live, and the the second half of her life was not quite as happy as the first part. As far as the suffragette goes, women at that time... Define what a suffragette is, because I, I, I know what the term means, and I think you and Michelle obviously know what the term means, but I'll bet a lot of people don't know. What is a suffragette? Well, this was back in the day when the when the campaign was going on for women's right to vote. So women were not allowed to vote in elections? Oh, no. Okay. My goodness, no. And there was a movement afoot, and the movement grew until they were granted the right to to vote. And suffragettes were those who were in the forefront of the fight. Now, she never took a public role. Okay. Because her position in society uh, at that time as the wife of a prominent doctor and a mother, uh, she worked behind the scenes. So we really don't know a whole lot about her work in the suffragette movement. I thought it was interesting when we were doing some research we found out that uh, I guess her family knew this was very important to her, and when her tombstone was erected, it was her grandchildren who insisted that suffragettes follow her name. Oh. So that may be the only public recognition of her as a suffragette that there is. So this might be the first, um, since, since she, di- she died in what year? Oh, man. <laughs> Michelle, do you remember? What are you doing to me, Jason? Before World War One. Uh, well, I think she was in the 30s. In the 1930s. So this might be the first recognition then since the 1920s or 30s uh, of the role that she played. She was, Yeah, she was born in 1880. Okay. And uh, she was married in 1903, and she died in 1937. Okay. So this will be the first public recognition maybe she's ever had. Oh, absolutely. Of her role is. as a suffragette. At what caught Michelle's eye? Uh, to begin with, was the fact that there was nothing on her tombstone except her name and suffragette. And, of course, at that time, most people would have expected her to have been identified as loving wife. Wife, mother, grandmother, whatever. Mother and, you know, all these angelic terms. But all it says, it's just a stark word, suffragette. 
Interesting. Yes. We have one more quick break to take here. When we come back, I want to talk to you about this uh, first African-American police officer and also a little bit about how you were able to um, recreate the voices of these these folks, okay? Okay, sure. Our guests this morning are Marianne McBeth. She is a writer, and Michelle Wardle, who is the executive director of the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center. We're talking about the Living History Tour on October 24th and 25th at McKeesport Versailles Cemetery. It is from noon until 4. It is a walking tour, but they will be presenting a second program one week later um, for people who uh, are unable to to make the walk through McKeesport Versailles Cemetery. The cost is $10 for adults, $5 for children ages 6 until 16. For more information, 412-678-1832 or visit mckeesportheritage.org. Stay tuned. Support for this broadcast comes in part from the McKeesport Hospital Foundation, celebrating 36 years of supporting community health programs and services for you and your family. The foundation works with UPMC McKeesport as well as through the Mon River Fleet Partnerships in Braddock, Clareton, Duquesne, and McKeesport. If you would like to make a donation to the McKeesport Hospital Foundation or find out more about it, visit mckhospitalfoundation.com or call 412-664-2590. You're listening to Two Rivers, 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media, Incorporated. If you've got an idea for someone who you'd like us to interview or a question or comment, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. And we're back for a final few minutes. Our guests this morning on Radio 81 WEDO 1550 WZUM and com are Michelle Wordle, Executive Director of the McKeesport Heritage Center, and Mary Ann McBeth, who is a writer who has been working on scripts for the Living History Tour, which is a walking tour of McKeesport for Sale Cemetery on the weekend of October 24th and 25th. Before we took the break, Mary Ann, I asked you, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about the, the African-American police officer. You said he was the first African-American police officer in the city of McKeesport. And that's what makes him notable. What year was that about? Well, I couldn't find an exact year, but okay. uh, the mayor at the time was Robert Black. Okay. And he was elected as mayor in 1900. Okay. So the fact that he would have, because I, I don't, I'm sure you know about the Jim Crow laws and the way things were for the African American in this area at that time. Sure. Uh, mayor Black was obviously a very brave man to have hired um, Officer Simmons. The, the Jim Crow laws being that, that um, people of color and whites uh, were supposed to be kept separate but equal, although as um, African Americans um, found out very easily, uh, separate but equal did not mean equal. They got much, they got much worse facilities and many fewer opportunities uh, than the whites under the Jim Crow law. What, what, was, the, what was the life of a police officer like in, the, in that era, 1900s? Uh, he he was just a street officer, uh-huh. and so he responded to any sort of disturbance, any any sort of crime, robbery, et cetera. He wasn't a police officer for terribly long. Okay, uh, it was twelve years that he served. He had to s- stop working as a police officer when he developed multiple sclerosis. Oh my! Yeah, and you know, if you stop and think about it, if he was born in eighteen seventy seven, that's only twelve years after the Civil War. Yep. And so, you know, and he was born in Alabama, Mobile, Alabama. Okay. And his father moved the family north because uh, the Jim Crow laws were much worse down there. 
a lot of times the freedmen, as they referred to the slaves who had been set free, were forced to work for almost no pay. The conditions were terrible, and they were often serving the people who had formerly owned them. They were they were what were called sharecroppers, meaning they, they raised a crop on a tiny little share of land and, right. and had to give the money to the landowner. That's right. So it wasn't, it wasn't all that much better for a long time. Um, what was the gentleman's name again? Uh, his name is George Washington Simmons. George Washington Simmons, the first African-American police officer in the city of McKeesport, uh, is going to be one of the characters that you can learn about October 24th and 25th from noon until 4 during the Living History Tour of McKeesport for Sale Cemetery. We're going to give the telephone number and the website address one more time here in, in just a minute or two. Marianne, tell us uh, in the a couple minutes we have left, how did you sort of put yourself in, in the imagine, imagine how these people might have sounded or how they talked? Because there's no video or there might be some audio, I guess, somewhere of, of Helen Ritchie, but there's no video or audio of, of any of the other people, I'm assuming. I'll tell you what I did. I, I got all the facts about these folks. I looked at life as it was at the time they were living. Then I applied my poetic license, and I made, I think, some reasonable inferences to how they would have reacted uh, in in certain situations. As far as their voice, of course, I would not even try to approximate it physically. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I I know a lot of my word choices are are old, but then I'm old, too, and (laughs) I... Not that old. Uh, I do. I have done a lot of reading in 18th and 19th century, so you know uh, the sentence structures and the word choices uh, come strictly from somewhere in the back of my head. Marianne Macbeth is the writer of the script. You said you had never written a script before. I, I did one for the History Center when we had the, the Civil War program. Yeah, but that was not something you had done. This is sort of a, a second uh, writing career for you now. I guess it is. Yeah. My writing up until now has been nerd literature, old research. <laughs> Michelle, uh, uh, Mar- what do you think of Marianne's work? I know she's on the phone with you right now. so No, I think it's great. Her, some of her scripts are the most dramatic and interesting. It's So you have learned something, too, from, from this research and from her scripts? I have. I've learned a lot. So even though you're the executive director, and, and that stands to reason then that, that folks attending this event are going to learn a lot. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's only so much I can know about the city of McKeesport and knowing the details of enough people's lives. I mean, I don't actually really get a chance to dig into the individual lives of anybody. Can I jump in with one other thing, Jason? Sure. We're just about out of time. Please do. Not only will the audience learn things about these people, but it's my deep hope that they will be interested and also entertained. There's nothing wrong with entertaining while you're being taught. Um, Michelle, where do people, if, if they want to attend, um, where do they park, where do they walk, and about how far is the walk on, on October 24th and 25th? Well, if they want to attend, they can come in through the 5th Avenue gate of the McKeesport Versailles Cemetery, and there will be lots of signage directing you where to park. Okay. Um, the parking area is kind of up by where we are kicking off the event. There will be a big white tent up by the Soldiers' Monument, uh-huh. uh, which is very easy to see once you're in the cemetery. And... Um, the walk isn't too bad. Most of it's over flat land. There's a little bit of a hill as you're going back to your car, but it's all paved going uphill, and it's it's totally at your own pace. Okay. Okay. And uh, give us the telephone number once again. Absolutely. 412-678-1832. And the website? 
www.mckeithportheritage.org. This event is October 24th and 25th from noon until 4 p.m. There is an admission donation of $10 for adults, $5 for children ages 6 to 16 uh, is requested. It is a, you will need a ticket once you get there. Uh, you can buy those tickets at the gate, however. October 24th and 25th from noon to 4 at McKeesport Versailles Cemetery just off of Fifth Ave- the corner of 5th Avenue and Lionel Boulevard near UPMC McKeesport Hospital. If you're unable to walk or if you can't make it on October 24th or 25th, they will repeat the program in seated format uh, October 31st at 2 o'clock at the Heritage Center at uh, 1832 Arboretum Drive in McKeesport next to the Rose Garden. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, our guests this morning were Marianne Macbeth, who is a writer, and she's uh, written, um, you, you said, about half of the scripts for this event? Somewhere about there, yes. And, and give us the name of the other uh, person that helped you on this? Amanda Key. Amanda Key uh, and, and Marianne Macbeth have written the scripts for this Living History Tour. Also on the line with us this morning was Michelle Wardle. She is the Executive Director of the McKeesport Regional History and Heritage Center. Thank you both very much for taking some time to talk with us this morning. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Jason. Hope to see you at the event. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright 2015, Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated, WEDO Radio, 810 Incorporated, or those of AM Guys LLC, WZUM 1550. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution or find out how you can underwrite this program, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, the Keysport, PA 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online.